you are rolling. I am rolling now. Oh, fuck. Brandy, fired up or what? I'm real fired up. I'm real excited. I'm real motivated. I feel like you're going to come at me with a bunch of information right now. It's been a while since we've sat across from each other. You've had a couple guests in the seat. That's right. Been busy. It's good. Good to mix it up. Get to scare some other people with end-of-the-world bullshit. Yeah, I'm sick of your shit. <laughs> but yeah, I am motivated. I went for a jog today. I've been eating healthier. I've been getting up earlier. And it's like... People find motivation through different ways, right? You know, other people can motivate you. You can. Uh, you look get, wet. Yeah, I just took a shower. I went for a run. I just said I went for a run. I'm okay. excited and motivated. But what motivates me yep. is when a whistleblower comes out and tells the world that aliens are real. What's well, a whistleblower? That's what gets my blowing, my blood flowing. What's your, a whistleblower? Your whistle blowing? Does that get your whistle blowing? Who's a whistleblower? Who's a famous whistleblower? Edward Snowden. He's a whistleblower. Well, what do they do? What's the? I They're um, basically calling out, uh, you know, something in the government. Mo- like in, in most of these cases, uh, they're calling out whistles. Well, I don't know if they have physical whistles. You know, maybe they're rewarded with a whistle. Is it like a warp whistle? But they're essentially calling attention to something illegal happening within a government. And uh, so far, the U.S. government has treated these people like shit and try to charge them for treason. That's why they're all either like penned up in some uh, asylum or like uh, hiding in Russia like Edward Snowden. But uh, this guy, David Grosh. You're just getting right into it, eh? This is going to be a full-on all-UFO podcast. I'm not going to get a word in. Yes, you are, because you're going to love some of this shit, I'm telling you. Because you haven't been watching this, right? At least not as close as me. I read the headlines. You read the headlines. I've been up for days, Ty. I've been (laughs) up for days. You're fucking wired, man. I know. uh, Have a yup. I am going to have a yup. In fact, cheers. Cheers to a yup. Cheers to a yup, and cheers to UFOs, all right? Yup, yup, UFOs, yup. We'll get a sponsor one day. Anywho. 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 Let's get to the main topic. We are talking about this whistleblower, David Grosh. Aliens. He came out and his big, his main message was there's been a secret program within the U.S. government for the last 90 years. 90 years. That have been researching and collecting exotic material, a.k.a. crashed UFOs, right? Yeah, they've been we've, doing we've this talked about this. Since 1933, this all started. That makes sense. It's a long ass time. And I've been saying this for a long time. You know that. You know, there's a whole episode we did about crash retrievals. We've talked about it. We talked about how people say they got materials. They have pieces of metal. They got. And what have I been saying? They're going to be coming out, and they're going to be talking about it. They're going to be out in the open. That's exactly where we are. That's we're finally here. This is like the 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 previous stuff. The the 2017 release of all those UFO videos. That was considered soft disclosure. I feel like we're headed for a fucking rock hard <laughs> disclosure. Just a just you're a, rock hard. Look at you. I know. I'm I'm just a little bit. I'm half hard right now. Um, but this this is exciting. This uh, this really this. You really seem started. excited. You seem excited. So it, this is like actual evidence coming out, and people that have seen actual crafts and seen actual materials that are going. This is real. And the government's telling you, and it's not, and they've done it for 90 years, but they're fucking lying to you. Yeah, well, not so much this guy, but he knows a guy. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's one oh, of those tales. guy who knows a guy. Unfortunately, it is one of those tales to sum it up the most. Tom but DeLong's got a piece. Tom DeLong's all part of this, too. But David Grosh, he's a very decorated military guy. Like, he's he was top intelligence. He was part of missions we're not even allowed to know about. The public is not allowed to know about. He was in countries we're not allowed to know about. So he's deep into okay, top Okay, yeah, let's secret. bring it back. Like, who is this guy? What's his profession? He is. He's like a lifelong, he's a career. Uh, I think he's only a few years older than us, even though he looks like he's 45. Uh, he looks like, like, if you look up the definition of, like, white male in the dictionary, it's this dude. He's just, like, super plain. But, yeah, he looked, he worked in the government. He was literally the guy that... What was his job in the government? He had multiple jobs. At one point, he was the one who delivering defense briefs to the president himself, right? So he's high so up he there. he was a mail courier. He was a mail courier at one point, <laughs> <laughs> giving the good and bad news to the president. So he, uh, he has very, very high clearance. Some of the highest clearance you can possibly have in the government. And they, he ended up working for the UFO task force... Back in, uh, I think, 2011, 2012, when that started. 
and then it blew up in 2017. Shouldn't that the fact revealed. that they have a UFO task force be enough evidence that there's UFOs? There's, there's, we know they're studying them. There's, there's that. But like, they, this is the thing. They've had these incredibly secretive programs studying this stuff for a long time, and this is all. It's all been speculated and talked about, which is why when I was watching the whole thing, I'm like, I, I know all of this already. But like, it's incredible that like he's finally he's. Someone sat him down and talked to him about it. Okay, so what did back he have to, to say? What did he have to say? All right, back to this guy. Anyways, he's part of the UFO task force now. He's taking his job very serious. He's also a very smart, uh, but not, not, I was going to say a physician, but physics. He studies physics, so he was very interested in this UFO topic, how they worked. So he started digging deeper and deeper, and he started meeting people that were telling him about these crash retrieval programs. Like, very high up people. You have no reason to make this up. Like, why? It's like, they're not, like, fucking with the new guy, right? Like, oh, the UFO guy, let's feed him some bullshit. Okay. This is all real stuff they're telling him. It's all real. So it's real enough that he's able to track down um, all the the paperwork that that essentially proves these, these, like, secret clandestine programs existed completely under the radar. They have their own funding. Like, they're just above the law. They're completely separate from the law. Because, like, people don't even know they exist. But they've existed for the last 90 years. And they've been able to keep the secret up. I don't know how. It's like a secret, like... (laughs) Incredibly secret. Like, secret organization within the government. Yeah. That that not a lot of people outside of the organization know about. Yeah. The government uh, knows about it. But there's... There are people in the in the military who have either worked on it or there's contractors that have worked on it. And their sole purpose is to research and probably also hide yeah. UFO crash. They're the men in black. Yeah, essentially. Well, men in black's a little bit of a different thing that's almost paranormal in a way. It's super weird. I, I don't understand. Well, I'm do talking we- Will yeah, Smith, yeah. Tommy Lee Jones, yeah, men in black. Okay, yeah, so... They just dealt with UFOs and aliens. Yeah, so they're a secret organization, just similar to that. Can they erase our memories? Probably. <laughs> that whole MK Ultra program—they they were pretty good at erasing people's brains with that program. Um, but anyways, David Grosh—he he finds all this. He he sees all this illegal activity because that's what all of this is. It's it's like just on the surface level, it's secret programs like taking money from the government. Without them knowing, no checks or balances or anything. So he's red flagging this. And the deeper he gets, he's, he's just reading crazy and crazier shit. He's being shown footage of crafts. He's been shown footage of beings. And so, yeah, he hasn't seen any of this himself. But he is the credible person we've been waiting for. To Why come is he out. credible? What makes him credible? Everything I just told you for the last ten minutes about this guy, like he's just said, he worked in the fucking mailroom. No, no, he doesn't work in the mailroom. He's a highly decorated military veteran working in the Defense Department and highly secretive programs. That's he's not a mailboy. That's higher than the mail, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he's delivering defense briefings. That's it's not like he's bringing in the McDonald's flyer, right? <laughs> Here you go, Mr. President. What do you want for lunch today, Mr. President? Yeah, get a two can dine for one here. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so he's got a better job than that, but uh, is he going to die? Is that why he's telling us? Um, he's had threats to his life. He's been threatened and warned by superiors above him not to come out and talk about this. But at the same time, there's people in high levels that are giving him clearance. That's the reason he's allowed to be here talking in the first place. Okay. And the reason he's not dead is because a few months back, they made a defense bill where they allowed whistleblowers to come out safely and talk about this kind of material. Because so what would happen to them before if they talked about it? They could be tried for treason without going through the right portals and, you know, right checks and balances to make sure you're... you're... He can't say everything. That's the thing. During this interview, he was saying some crazy shit. But then, like, when he's, they started bringing up Roswell, he said, I can't talk about this. So... It's super weird. Because Roswell is the one we all know about. Yeah. And this this is like, it's, you know, they've been trying to debunk it for a long ass time. But this guy. What year was that again? 50. 1945 or 46. I think it was 46. A year after the Second World War. And you're saying 
this stuff goes back as far as the 30s. 1933. You want to start going into them? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at, least, at least the ones I know about, both from what this guy says and just from what I've read. <clears throat> First one is a fun one. 1933 in Italy. Okay. Uh, UFO crashes in a field, and uh, the military <clears throat> is sent out by Mussolini, <clears throat> a horrible dictator. He's just one under Hitler, basically. Uh wasn't so much a dictator at the time. It, it was like late. It, it was fascism, but like they weren't slaughtering people no, yet. It was in the thirties. I thought Mussolini was. Oh yeah, well he was just in power for a long time. Thirties, forties. I don't know. I don't know enough about this history. But anyways, he was leader at the time. Okay. They collect this craft. They hide it away. Uh, they're studying it. They get into the hands of the Vatican, right? And somehow, what through some that? way, the U.S. gets wind of this, and I don't know through some trade. I don't know what went down. They didn't really get into the details, but the U.S. got their hands on the craft. So that was their first craft. It was an Italian one, right? And during this time in Italy, between 1910 and 1930, there is a huge amount of sightings all over Europe, too. Just crazy. Like, we've talked about a few on the podcast through our uh, extraterrestrial book? handbook, right? Yeah. But there's just, like, farmers just seeing the wackiest shit. And, like, these poor French farmers, they're like... They, they have no reference. Like, they're not going out to see sci-fi movies. They're not buying comic books. Especially back then. Especially in the 20s <laughs> They're tending the, the fields. They're feeding the pigs, right? It's very uh, simple times. Like, seeing you know, a bunch of little green dudes pop out of an egg in your field. It's like, what do you do? <laughs> but let, let them have your corn, I guess. So the U.S. gets this one. Um, it is crash. So this guy, David Grosh, he says there's both crashed and completely intact crafts that they have. Okay. So one of them that I think it was in Mexico somewhere, the U.S. government came in and took that was just parked in the middle of the desert just like so I, this program within the u.s government just goes to these sites yeah picks up the crafts and takes them to some shed somewhere i think so apparently a storage uh, unit apparently the u.s government has made secret uh so they are the men in black essentially yeah this is very men in black like <laughs> yeah very much so which makes you think like they came up with the idea for the movie men in black it had to come from something yeah, it's reports of real men in black. But the men in black are like creepy, almost non-human people that show up at your house and freak you out and ask you about UFOs. That well, you one of the things with about. the men in black, a lot of the people working with them were aliens. Yeah, I know. We, we I don't know if we might get that far. <laughs> All right, so we're, we're still in the 30s. Yeah, so we nabbed that Italian one. So the one they found intact, which I found crazy. Like, they just go in. There's, there's no one there. There's no pilot. There's no aliens. So they just... Bring in a truck, back it up, and just throw it, and they just drive away. I'm sure it was more elaborate than that, but yeah, they took this thing, so they had this fully intact craft, which I've heard different reports about about through the years, right? The same craft. Yeah. And, he, and it's been, you remember the movie Independence Day? I've seen it. And they had the scene where they went to Area 51, and like, we got one of these suckers, right? And they go down, they got the fully intact also, craft. Also, Will yeah. Smith. Also, Will Smith? Is he a part of this shit? I'm starting to get suspicious of Will. He is a Scientologist. He did punch Chris Rock. <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> Anyways, so the U.S. government has this intact craft. Um, and I just read something that the scientists that were first involved with dealing with this craft and trying to understand it, they would go, every time they go near it, they would just be overwhelmed with terror and fear and just this immense feeling of just like you need to get away well just wouldn't fear. you if you were yeah to but walk it was like, up to a spaceship but like unnatural just imagine you're walking down the sidewalk all of a sudden you just hit a wall and you're just suddenly frozen in fear well, that's like a paranormal thing people say they feel that in a haunted house yeah. so this has some bizarre energy in it that they said once they entered the craft it was larger inside than it was large outside so just imagine walking. Weird time thing. Imagine walking into a minivan and it just suddenly you're in an RV. It's just like what the fuck. That's... I guess not. That's not a huge difference. No, but like <laughs> I, I think I remember an episode of Star Trek that was like. That. There's a lot of science fiction kind of talking about that. I forget what the actual name of it is. Um, yeah, it's on the tip of my tongue. Again, it's a it's a spatial thing. Yeah, but people that something can seem really small and then you go inside and it's like the size of a fucking yeah like yacht. that's so trippy man like that's wild you're, you're flying around in a garbage can but inside it's the size yeah. of a yacht and apparently through different reports a lot of these crafts are like completely bare of anything there's like a seat 
sometimes, like there are like at least a very basic console. But they also think it might be completely uh, driven by consciousness, right? Because they found a headband in one of them. I'm one of the dead aliens from Roswell. I have heard that before. That the yeah. crafts are operated through consciousness. Yeah, like um, Colonel Philip Corso. He's like he wrote a book all about Area 51 because he was handed all the papers to it when he was working for the military. Basically, like you and your boys need to reverse engineer this because it was just getting handed around to different to the army to the navy to just like whoever can figure this shit out. Like, yeah. Please help us. So he got full access to all the files, and like that's what they said. Some of this technology were like headbands. So they think through the mind of whatever was driving it, you can control the craft. And they said that the beings themselves are somewhat bionic and weren't completely biological, right? Half human, half AI. Well, like half, yeah, like like a living being, like a cyborg, I guess. I don't know. Like a yeah. conscious machine with like... That can operate yeah. other machinery through their thoughts and feelings. So wherever they're coming from, space or a higher dimension, maybe that's what you need. Like the, a physical being can't go through itself, but they can manufacture something that can pass through. Well, that would be the interesting. But you just put your own consciousness into it. <coughs> exactly, that like would an be avatar. A, that would be an interesting point in the research when they like they find they have these crafts and they're like, how do we operate them? It's not just a fucking gas and go clutch and brake system like no. we know with our motors yeah. that we've invented. You just you just sit down. You think <laughs> you just like really? think where you want to go. I've thought about that a lot, and I don't get very far. <laughs> <laughs> Take me to Burgessville. Take me back to London. No, Take I me still to need a car <laughs> to do that. All right, so. The U.S. government they have these crafts. Um, they're nabbing them from Brazil. From Europe, from sure. Canada, they're getting crafts from all over the place. Now, there's he didn't speculate whether they've successfully uh, reverse engineered anything. He only said there's programs put in to reverse engineer it. So, well, that, that, that was the whole thing where they figured out the flying saucer. And then they're like, well, if we can figure out the flying saucer, we can levitate bowling balls. That's the, that's the main goal, right? Wow. That's a good party that's trick, right? It's a good right? place to start. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But that is, they're trying to figure out either it's like va- like gravity technology, like it, vacuum yeah. technology. Not the kind that sucks up d- dust, but like the vacuum of time and space, right? Bending time and space. Because that's what they think these, these crafts have the capability to do. They work... Beyond time and space, they have complete control. And we've got, we've gotten as far as hoverboards. <laughs> yeah, and even those aren't trendy anymore. <laughs> but they think that he wasn't even calling them aliens. He refused to call them extraterrestrials. This David Grosh guy, he were he was calling them NHIs, which is non-human intelligence. And he kept leaning towards the I like idea. That. I like that term. Him and a lot of people that are in this like in the know are really leaning towards that whatever these things are and there's not just one species or race or whatever there are there's all kinds not human that they're coming from here like they're coming from possibly a higher dimension or uh, the ocean it could be the ocean yeah octopus and stuff <laughs> octopus crafts that that's kind of a fun idea all right i heard something the other day octopus lobsters some other one <laughs> They're the, <laughs> they're the ones operating these crafts. They can't. Well, they're aliens. Yeah. How do we catch them so easy in traps? Then they're that smart. Yeah, they're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, they're not that dumb. Well, on this planet, they are. Yeah. On another planet, they're probably a lot smarter. Yeah. So this is incredible technology. It's essentially zero point energy. You're pulling energy from nothing. You're pulling it from the air area around you. Who knows the potential you can do with this? And so far, the U.S. government has been. Studying it, patenting it, and using it for war. Of course. That's war war gets everything first. We know this. War gets the best cameras first. War gets the best weapons first. War 100%. gets the best hats and shoes first. Yeah, like look like the Manhattan Project, the creation of the nuclear uh, weapon. That was that was t- kept completely secret right until the bomb went off. Have we really talked about the Manhattan Project? We've no, we've talked about nukes, so we've... We talk- bring it up. Yeah. But no, that was, wasn't that, no, I'm thinking the Philadelphia. Yeah. So let's, uh, since we're talking about nukes, let's make that link. So 
he wasn't talking about. So by the way, this is an hour long video interview with this you guy. You watched the whole thing? Oh yeah, there's seven hours. There's you watched se- all seven? No, no, no. There's they only released an hour, but there's seven hours of of, of footage of the interview. So. Who knows if they're going to release it all in, like, segments? How old is this guy getting? He's, he's, he's like said, 37. He's like 38. Oh, he said, yeah, he's close to our age. Fuck. And, uh, but really, like, you got to think of, like, in the last few years, or yeah. our lifetime, Yeah. The there's people that have been into this shit since they were kids because it started coming out when we were kids, sci-fi and novels and movies and shit. Like oh, Tom, earlier like, than us, started in like the 30s. Yeah, but even 20. someone like Tom DeLonge, he's not too much older than us either. He's, he's what, in his 40, 50s. 40, 50s. Yeah. But still, within 20 years. It's it's always been around. That's the thing. If, if you track back science fiction and the idea of science fiction, it dates back as far as this program, essentially. Even further, like the medieval. Even further, like absolutely. Like, there, yeah, the stories of fairies and... And folklore and like which could all and, just be aliens, which are all very interconnected too. It, it could be a different interpretation. Every every society on the planet, all through time, they all had stories of uh, li- other, the little people or, or other beings entering their yeah. universe. Every society has a tradition of, of some kind of little creature that runs around. And, yeah, whether it's a fucking little green alien or a gnome or a... so. For the most part, it sounds like the U.S. government is still pretty much in the dark about what this actually is, even though they've been collecting things. They know how to knock them out of the sky, apparently, using some sort of radar, apparently, that they invented in the 40s. They were using them, and they were knocking them out of the sky by accident, which is crazy. So that's when all this started, that and the nuclear tests in the the desert in Nevada, around, uh, around Trinity. That's what started a lot of the ufo sightings um that's when roswell happened that's when the trinity ufo crash happened aztec which is also new mexico there's a ufo crash there all within a a year and a half right and so apparently the u.s has the ability to knock these things out of the sky and they have the ability to detect them when they do come into the into the Earth's atmosphere. Do you think we're coming into a time now where we're going to start seeing more crashes again? Or has there always been crashes, but in the last 70, 60 years, there's, there's we've still, gotten better yeah. at covering them up because of the Men in Black program? Well, there's an incredible documentary by James Fox um, called Moment of Contact. Jamie Fox. James James Fox. <laughs> it's not Jamie Fox. It'd be cool if it was Jamie Fox. Not Jamie Fox. Um, go watch it. It's worth the rent on YouTube or wherever you're gonna watch it. Uh, this guy makes wicked UFO documentaries. Like like they're just, if anyone everyone whenever someone asks me like what should I watch what should I read I send them a documentary by James Fox. How much money are you dropping a month on doc, UFO documentaries? They're like six ninety nine. <laughs> most of them are free. Just like this one's really good, so that's why you got to pay for it. Um, but it was all about this case in Brazil. Um, I forget the name of the town, Madres or something. Anyways, UFO crashes in this town. There's little aliens spotted, right? Uh, like these, all these different people in town spotted them. I want to see one so bad. <laughs> but it sounds like I, I don't think you do. <laughs> Most of these stories, people are just absolutely terrified. Oh, I'd be his friend. I if someone told you there's an alien in that room, would you like to go meet it? You'd go meet it. Absolutely. That's better than getting surprised. Because most of these people are surprised. These little red demons. I wouldn't mind those surprise either. Yeah. Driving my car down a country road and then all of a sudden there's yeah. a crash in front of me and I get out of my car and a little fucking alien comes it, walking out. Yeah. So without getting into the entire documentary, basically the the government of Brazil came and they swept it under the rug. They cleaned everything up. They collected the aliens, both dead and alive. Um, and the U.S. government flew in to their airport. Their team came, picked everything up, and they flew away again. That's the gist of the story. Yeah, it was all full of credible people. Total men in black again. Yeah. Secret CIA program or... Take everything. Take all the evidence. Erase your memory. Yeah. Tell you it didn't happen. Tell you you're a fucking kook. Put you in an insane asylum. Fucking now, stick a finger up your butt. That's a, one of the most credible cases, or is now, because it hasn't been really well researched, because it just seemed too too good to be real, right? Alien crashes, half the town sees aliens running around town. 
and then gets the U.S. snatches them up and, and flies away again. Sounds then, like a fantastic. They're just tale. like nobody's gonna believe you. Yeah, but this fucking James Fox guy, he went down there for like eight years straight, and he he got the story. Like he was literally just knocking on doors, just like talking to people. And uh, meeting doctors. How come it always happens in small towns, small country towns? These UFOs aren't crashing in Brooklyn, New York. Too too populated. They know they'll be seen. Too popular. Tupac. (laughs) Tupac. Are you bringing Tupac into this? I don't know. You said it. All right. So let's sidetrack a bit to something else that's in the news. Um, Also UFO related and crash related is this Las Vegas crash. Have you heard that? This is recent. This is what I was just saying. Are we going to see more recent crashes? This this happened at the beginning of May, but was not reported on and released until the day after this whistleblower came out. That was just out. in Las Vegas or outside of Las Vegas? This is playing on what I just said. Why don't they happen in major cities? It happened in Las Vegas. In well, par- Las Vegas is also a town where a lot of people are doing a lot of drugs a lot of the time. But this was just a family just that lives in Las Vegas, living on the outskirts. So yeah. let me break down the whole story, because I, I think it's I completely in, bullshit. I was in Vegas, like, last year. So I'm sorry I'm telling you this with a biased... Uh, you think it's bullshit. I think it's bullshit. It's, it's super suspicious. This David Grosh guy, he said, he said himself, the government has been putting out these misinformation campaigns to bring ridicule... Is this the fucking... Yeah. You're, so you're going to tell me that the government... Is now going to start planting UFO crashes? No, not necessarily. Send fucking they don't need to. People Hollywood will do it themselves. ETs out there. People will do it themselves. They don't need to do anything. Okay. The government has fed the the public so much bullshit about UFOs, making it such a joke. They don't have to do anything anymore. The ball's That's rolling. That's been the last three years of all this shit. It's just making it a joke. Yeah. So the media picked up on this Las Vegas story way more than this whistleblower story. Because apparently it all starts with this family calls into 911. They're saying, hey, there's a, there's a bunch of 9 foot, 10 foot tall people in our backyard. We think they're aliens. Or we the s- Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah, they said <laughs> we saw something crash in our backyard. It looked like a shooting star. And now we're seeing these two things. Please send somebody, please. And like, at the same time, there's a cop. Because uh, this all started. What cause- the fuck are the cops going to do? But there's a cop, he was at a call, and he saw the shooting star, and you could see it on his uh, his his camera, right? His body cam. So you see the thing shoot by. It looks like a meteor. It was confirmed today it was a meteor. It wasn't a UFO. He, he sees that, and he's like, whoa, did you see that, right? And then he gets a call immediately after saying, these people saying they're seeing aliens in their backyard, R- just right down the, na- just down the street from where he is, right? Yeah. So he hops in. He's all freaked out because he's connecting the two things. He saw it, yeah. He saw a shooting thing in the sky, and now there's aliens <laughs> in the backyard. So he gets there. He's already rattled. The whole family's in the front yard. They're frantic. They're telling him what they're seeing. They bring him to the backyard. Body cam footage is blacked out. Apparently the FBI took it. I don't believe that. Um, Those cops are always shutting off their body cams. It's true. <laughs> But, like, not for aliens, right? Yeah, usually so they can beat up black kids. It's undetermined if this cop actually saw anything, but he left the scene. He was asking other people in the area if they've seen anything weird. And then this family comes out. This teenager makes a YouTube account. He starts talking about the whole story of these aliens, what they look like. They show real shitty cell phone footage. They're like, look, you can see the aliens. You can't see anything. You can see a forklift. (laughs) Like... You can see a bunch of people huddled around a fence, and there's no alien in it. But it has blown up way more than this whistleblower story, which makes me think it's super suspicious. It's a smokescreen. Just feeding the media the story. And it all started in Vegas. It's been a fucking family on ketamine. (laughs) Family on ketamine. (laughs) That sounds like a cool alt-rock band. Family on ketamine. (laughs) (laughs) Probably would be. Probably a really good fucking band. No, they just seem like a nice Latino family. It's a big family. Um, That doesn't seem high or drunk or... You seem normal. But I don't believe it. I think this story happened back in May, and all of a sudden they release it, what, just a day after the whistleblower? And who is releasing it? It happens to be... uh, What's his name? James Knapp. He's like a UFO journalist reporter, but he also works for this Vegas news station as a journalist. He's the one who breaks this story because he breaks all the UFO stories. 
which now makes me suspicious. That's a little of him. suspicious, yeah. Because he's hooked up with that Jeremy Corbell guy, and those two are just—he's a kook, right? They're grifting. They're grifting. They're grifters. I never want to think total that. grifting. I keep getting pulled out of that idea. I'm like, maybe they are doing. Nah, they're grifters, but, man. Yeah. And Same with that other one, that other fucking guy. He's a grifter. Yeah, Doctor uh, Stephen Greer. Greer, yeah. Yeah. He's well, a, we're gonna talk about him. He's a grifter. We still. I really him. only trust Tom DeLonge at this point. <laughs> I don't think it's, he's grifting. I don't. He's a little bit, but he, he's grifting for a cause. He's not grifting. He's got a new record coming out. He can just make music. Like he has money. Oh, well, apparently none of these other guys had the money that he had coming into it. Well, he raised a lot of money, but that went to but, something. But Tom DeLonge had the money already. He made it through music. Yeah, but he lost it because what he's doing is expensive. Yeah. He's a... Uh, but that makes him not a grifter. Well, according to him and his people, they have a machine that they built themselves. And they have a And craft. a piece of material. Yeah. Apparently, the government has all kinds of crafts that this stuff has been successfully reverse engineered. Anyway. At least to a point, right? Because yeah. there's also the idea that are these crashes accidents or are these entities intelligence whatever they are crashing them on purpose are they seeding us with well, the technology that was a point i was going to make probably a few minutes ago was why are these crashes even happening if you think these are superior beings with superior knowledge and superior engineering yeah they probably wouldn't crash well, they're not fucking like my drunk uncle on a fucking two-stroke three-wheeler. Yeah. Running well, through an apple orchard. Well, maybe they are. <laughs> <laughs> this this also points to the question, maybe it is like a 0.01% that one of these will crash. But then that's that means there's just millions of these things just zipping around just without us knowing. Which I think is probably true with like cloaking devices. 100%. Or like interdimensional jumping around shit. Yeah, if you're jumping in out of the water. If you're jumping dimensions, you might come across something you weren't expecting. And also like like radar. They could just be fuck around teenager aliens. They're not like superior aliens. Yeah, they stole their fucking grandparents Camaro for the weekend and crashed it in our universe. That could be very true. This there's also the idea that once you create the technology to pass pass through space and time, you can just go anywhere in time. So we can go two million years into Earth where everything will be so different. Just different creatures could evolve in different ways, right? Right, because we start talking not about, and we've talked about this a yeah. lot, not about them being interplanetary, yeah, intergalactic, planetary. These are just different civilizations throughout time reaching the point of this technology. And interdimensional where they can jump. Wherever they want to go. Where they want to go. Where they're, they're not traveling from Mars. No. They're just, Venus. they're right here. They're already here. And because there's been reports of frogmen and little, little hairy koala-like men. Mantis men. So is, yeah, mantis men. Like, could frogs evolve over the next five million years to be like bipedal sentient battle toads? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And just come back and be like, whoa. It's like going back to see their history right which like of course we've already thought about it in our time every fucking cartoon and every fucking comic yeah. book and maybe they can only reach the, the the points in time where this technology is already created so that's why they're dropping these crashes that's why they're seeding us with technology to help so us. we to help us figure it figure it out and build the shit ourselves that's what i would believe and next thing you know it's a it's a beacon to other weird dimensions and creatures just to come visit us. Or just to show us how to open up these fucking portals and open yeah. up these walls where we could just be like, I'm going to another dimension this weekend. Where do you want to go? Yeah. I'm going to go to fucking... Yeah, so I'm more on the side... Frog dimension for a minute? <laughs> Frog dimension. That sounds like, fun. What if, Squirrel dimension? What if there are people in our dimension that have secretly in their garages been inventing cra crafts Yes. and then taking off to other dimensions that we don't even fucking know about? Because that's another thing of, uh, I was watching a completely separate uh, documentary about these two Russian scientists that event, invented this weird room. It was a spiral made of aluminum and other shit. And you go inside the spiral. It was the same feeling, remember when I said the scientists that got near the UFOs got just terror, Fear, yeah. filled with terror? Yeah. Same feeling when these people went inside this room and sat down and it was surrounded by mirrors. The same thing, just pure terror. But the people. Are that, you saying that it might take terror and fear to get to another dimension? 
I think it's just the the feeling like there is such high energy in this. It it, it just translates as fear. Well, yeah. Think of any anxiety exo- attack that you've ever yeah. had. Yeah. Yeah. It's exotic to us, right? But people that lasted long enough in this room that they invented were able to essentially astral project and get themselves out of space and time and were able to travel to yep. different parts of time. And this technology was like it was super simple, at least for like any scientist. <laughs> So this technology is out there. People could be building this shit in their garage. That's what I'm saying. I think there probably is more people I, doing this. That's what I mean. Like, it's not just the government program. And There's, it might be a lot simpler than, like, we might be overcomplicating it, being like, we got to invent something or figure some Nikola Tesla bullshit out, when really, it could just be in our fucking brains. You just might yeah. have to sit down and meditate enough next to a piece of tinfoil, and then that's what I mean. you're it's, gone. Maybe there's, yeah, if we figure out the ability to actually do this and project our, like, Meditating our spirit or a piece of tinfoil. <laughs> yeah, that's, I think, I'm going to build my own tinfoil room, I think. I'm surprised you haven't yet. <laughs> but just imagine you can get your, your yourself to another place, but you can't physically do anything there. But what if you can create a craft that can pass through into another dimension with some kind of biological AI creature that you can use as an avatar so you can project your consciousness into this and now you're physically, bringing avatars into this and now you can physically go into the other dimension you can walk around you can pick up plants you can steal people that's can, the metaverse shit now it very gets that's how weird this shit gets they don't know where they're coming from yeah. Or how they're coming here. Because a lot of it... What if some of these fucking aliens and some of these UFOs aren't actual physical beings rather than just avatars? That's what I mean. Avatars, drones, just uh, AI technology. Which, like... All three. We are starting to really scratch the surface on AI. Yep. And, like, how do you project that into different consciousness? And, like, what if these consciousnesses... And dimensions, and even the one we're in right now, is just artificially <laughs> developed. Could be. Could be. That could just be life. That's uh, Who knows how it started, but it could all just be replicating. And I want to get into the idea that... Uh, so I talked about the technology might have been seeded to us. Because like, as humans, we want to think physical. Yeah. We want to think there's actual mantis men coming here. Yeah. But they... Yeah. It could be coming through other dimensions. They don't. They're not quite here, right? They're kind of transparent. <laughs> it's it's weird. But I want to get to the back to the idea of seeding seeding this technology to us, if that's the case. Because, like I said, they found a few crafts with nobody in it, they're just fully intact. It would be funny though if there is just like an alien stop to take a piss, and he walks back. All of a sudden, his car is just surrounded by the military. It's like, oh fuck. You just take it. It could be like a sequel to Dude, Where's My Car? Well, yeah. Think if that happened to you. You just pull over on the side road, take a piss, and then you look back and you're a bunch of cops around. Yeah. you just take off. If I was a fugitive. <laughs> if I didn't do anything, I'd probably go ask what they're doing. But, yeah, if you're an alien, you're like, I don't belong here. You know they're probably going to shoot here. me because I'm in America. Yeah. They shoot a lot of aliens in America. <laughs> they shoot a lot of aliens. <laughs> um, but, so... Are they trying to give us this technology to reach a point where we can get out into the galaxy and into the stars? So, another rabbit hole. So we've gone down many rabbit holes, and we're going to find more rabbit holes. So there's this whole idea of Sirius, the Sirius star, which is a, a star or a constellation way off. And it's been mentioned in, in all of kinds of ancient societies all over the world. Um, a few of them, though, have just incredible knowledge of it. Uh, there's one African tribe that's like, they don't have technology, they don't have telescopes, but they know it has a, a like a sister star. There's the main star, and there's one next to it, but you can't physically see it. Like you need a te- you need a telescope or something like that to actually see it. They know it's there. They have the full history of these people that have maybe come. Maybe they've been there. Yeah, maybe. I think that might be the case because. They talk about these people that come from the sky, from Sirius. Um, they're almost part fish or part reptile. This is also a tradition told by many South American tribes, Wait, North American human tribes. Human legs, fish head, or yeah, fish head, human legs? All, all kind of weird combinations of just like fish <laughs> people. Um, and that they're coming from the star of Sirius. And now going all the way up to the 
turn of like the 19th century, so 1800s, 1900s, we start getting people that are channeling, right? We got like Aleister Crowley and all the weird black magic people, and they're learning how to... Crowley was just a goth guy. (laughs) He was a little more than a goth guy, but yeah, goths like Crowley. Because he was pretty, he was pretty goth. He just talking about jerking off and choking, <laughs> choking himself, wasn't he? But he was also performing <laughs> black magic, and he was channeling bizarre entities and intelligence okay. that he couldn't understand. And one of them, I forget the dude's what he called them, but he drew him out, and it looked exactly like a gray alien. This is before anyone knows what a gray alien is, before or even, it's pop culture. Before it's pop culture, the idea of aliens isn't even in pop culture at this point, right? Yeah. So he sees this guy. This guy has been seen, this weird alien dude channeling other people, has been seen by so many different people all over the world that are also claiming to be channelers, right? Before there's alien abductees, there was experiencers, right? This is less intrusive. This is more messages coming from space, they thought, right? This was like a, it almost seemed like a party favor, right? Like, you just have a dinner party, and like, all right, Susan's going to channel the alien. Everyone sit around, right? Because also at this time, uh, seances were popular, right? Sure. They were literally have dinner parties and have seances. So they were also doing weird channeling. Around the birth of the Ouija board. Yeah. Oh, that kind of weird shit. Black magic. <laughs> I, I'm still trying to wrap my head around black magic. I should probably shouldn't. I should not buy a get an Aleister Crowley book. You should. I think you should. <laughs> I think this is the time for you to get into Aleister Crowley, you to get into Black Magic. So anyways, you get into just, you probably get a couple crows. I know you're talking about training crows. Yeah. <laughs> I got a lot of things to do, man. Right? <laughs> it's probably the time for all of that. Yeah. I think I'm becoming goth. God. Um, but anyways, there's, so all these, all these people are getting the same message, seemingly from the same entity. A lot of it is the same message, um, telling us uh, about the human potential and what, what our minds can do, and essentially that we need to reach a point where we can step into a higher dimension and go back home, Sure. which is the Sirius star. Apparently, that's where... I've heard this, where that's where we're from. So the theory is that whatever ancient culture is from the Sirius star is so highly advanced, it's reached a, a higher dimension, essentially. But what they've done is they've seeded other planets like our planet that can sustain life. So do they just like drop a baby off on our doorstep one day? Or yeah, pretty do they just like fire their DNA into the I don't know if it goes far back gorilla? as like the very beginning of life on the planet or at some evolutionary point. But the story is that they've seeded us and we're supposed to reach an evolutionary point where we can leave this planet and go back to our home planet of Sirius, right? And apparently this is happening all over the universe. So people go. Yeah. So that's, it seems like we're on track, right? All these, we're trying to get the space. Uh, we had, we're taking this UFO crash material. We're trying to fly ourselves. I don't think we're ourselves. trying to get the space because we're already in space. Yeah, yeah, but deep, deep space. We're trying to get way out there. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to be deep. That's okay. <laughs> we're already in space. We're, we're in this space right now. Space Tyler. and time. Space and time. Space and time. So, are these bizarre higher dimensional beings trying to get us to reach a point to get us home? And what happens when we get home? <laughs> like, who's well, if for we us? left, it probably wasn't very good. There's probably something bad going on. I don't know. They just they just need more of us. They're just seeding the planet. I think that's all they're doing. It's just like more seed. Oh yeah. Well, we can't be the only ones either, though. They've probably done it in a bunch of other places. Like that's what the basis of Star Trek was. Yeah. They just floated around the universe, running other planets that all had life on them. Yeah. So maybe that's who's visiting us. It's just like, hey, do you know how to get to Sirius? We're trying to get. They just pull over and they park and then just. Like, all right, let's go ask some locals yeah, how to get there. Yeah, it's a long road trip. And next thing you know, they're loading up your car on a truck, and you're like, but fuck, if, if we were able I'm to, in the f- desert. <laughs> if we were able to figure out how spacecrafts worked, then we could start working from here out. Yeah. Right now, we have, we're not doing that. We're, But if all of this is true, and it, it, everything is exposed, what the U.S., and not just the U.S. government, by the way, Russia's doing this, China, oh, and God yeah. knows how many other countries that have this material 
are doing their own scientific experiments. So I, the way the U.S. looks at it is they have to figure it out before the others do. This is exactly what happened with the nuclear program and creating the nuclear bomb. It was a race to figure out who could do it first. Because they, they all knew how to do it, but it just had to do it successfully. And the U.S. figured it out first, so they dominated. So they're in the exact same race right now, because they're only looking at a war standpoint. When we can use this technology to completely reverse all the damage we've been doing, we can... I don't think you can reverse all the like climate damage and all the we can at least to the earth and to we nature. can at least prevent everything that's been causing all that issue to completely stop and get rid of all coal and oil and it could all just be this 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 technology that uses zero point energy well hopefully gravity yeah it, it does just use consciousness and gravity but there's gonna well, be there's gonna be some materials used whatever the material mm. you need to make the thing it's still gonna you're gonna need that and if it's not from this planet how are we gonna get it i don't know this is uh this is only the beginning tyler there's gonna be a lot more people coming out i'm gonna have to do my own side segment because this is gonna this is just gonna keep blowing up bigger and every episode we do can't just be a ufo episode it can be i don't care if this is just a ufo podcast from here on out well there's there's st- still under the world things happening. Uh, one of the largest super volcanoes in Europe is showing signs of erupting, which is that's a world ender right there. Well, maybe that is why we are we have reached a point where we need to figure this shit out because we're gonna have to get off this planet soon yeah. because it's on fire and volcanoes are erupting and fucking people are killing each other left, right, and center. Yeah, that. If someone fucking pulled up to your house right now to get in the spaceship, we're going for a ride. Mm-hmm. I'd probably get in. Yeah. Apparently, humans have the mental capacity to enter into the higher dimension with the rest of these entities. I think we've been close. I think some people have made it, but apparently we're pretty shitty at it, and we're probably as far away as we've ever been. They're not going to be good right away. <laughs> no. It takes a few tries to get good. But when you hear about ancient societies, I feel like they were trying to figure this shit out, too. They were probably closer than we were. Way closer. <laughs> the pyramids, that might have been a whole tool to astral project and send your body through the universe. They could only build them with being able to move crazy rocks with gravity exactly. divining structure they were probably way better at this shit so we've been better at this we're just figuring it out we're just dummies talking yeah. into a microphone so this has been a fun episode <laughs> let's just we could call it part one i could keep going no we'll keep going, going. i know you i know you're gonna take off soon do i have to think, i don't even know what time it's it is 6 13 we still have a few minutes. Yeah, we'll we'll wrap it up slowly here. We'll wrap it up slow. I think what we're really trying to get across here is that materials have been found. And that is fact now. Is that yeah. fact now? It's fact. And this, this story, because I am so obsessed with this topic and I'm well-versed throughout the entire history of it, from the wackiest, craziest shit to the nuts and bolts scientific stuff, Everything this guy was talking about, I was just connecting the dots. I'm like, everything is making sense now. Everything is coming together. And if if this story doesn't take off, because none of the major news networks have touched this. This thing all came on News Nation. And you're thinking the same thing as me. What the fuck's News Nation, <laughs> right? They just look like a weird YouTube CNN. Sure. Some independent news program, which is a lot of now. Not credible at all. <laughs> you no, know, some of them are, though. Some have real journalists that are just sick of all the bullshit and are reporting real stories. So far, this one has just reported this is their biggest story because they just started. They got Ross Colehart, who is a, a, a dedicated journalist from Australia, worked for 60 Minutes. He's been wrapped up in this whole UFO thing for like the last five years. He's the one who found this source. He found this David Grolsch guy. And he made he he made sure like they went through the right procedures that he can sit down and talk about all this shit. Sure. So, kudos to those people. But what like, like what like this David Grolsch guy, these other whistleblowers, they start coming out. They start telling all their unless fuck, they start dropping dead, man. That's what I was gonna say. How long until they start dropping dead? And then is it? the cia is it the men in black is it the aliens themselves is a program we don't even know about a program we don't know about don't even doesn't even have a name just a just like prince <laughs> right just a symbol and they gotta think prince died too 
Yeah, maybe he was about to come out talking about aliens. It's always been speculated that JFK found this program and was going to go public with it. That's why he was assassinated. That's why he was assassinated. But there's lots... We're not going down that hole. There hasn't been a good assassination in a while. We've said that before. At least not that we know of. (laughs) (laughs) Right? They're getting better at covering them up. And now they've made politics an absolute joke. Yeah. So there's other shit going on behind the curtain. For sure. That's why they're like, let's make the circus bigger. It's Wizard of Oz, yeah. <laughs> so they don't see what's going on behind these curtains, right? Entertain them with the clowns and the elephants on this side. But it's... F- keep them laughing. Keep them screaming. Yeah, and we'll just keep, be quietly them, over here. Yeah, keep them Figuring afraid. out the mysteries of the universe without everybody. Because yeah. that's the thing. The public should have access to this tech. There should be private organizations and, that's and what private you're saying. scientists. This guy yeah. that you're talking about... He was high up in that world. Oh, yeah. And now he's out. Mm-hmm. He's out of the military. He's left the UFO program for the specific reason of coming out and telling the American public and the world all about this. And he's putting himself at incredible danger. And so is the journalist that's interviewing him. Sure. Because if, if those two just suddenly show up dead tomorrow, I don't think anyone else is going to come forward. <laughs> Same thing. There's right the people that might be lined up next to talk about this stuff. They got a target on their their heads right now. It, like that's a real thing that could be happening. Yeah, their families could be threatened, which they have all throughout history. People that have tried to come forward with this stuff have been said the government's been threatening them. They've found like their house has been trashed. There's been just cars, men in black, sitting out front of their house, keeping tabs on them, following them. I love the Men in Black. We'll have a full Men in Black episode, I promise. We, you and I, well, you and I wrote a script years ago that was heavily featured, the Men in Black, and just the idea of every time there are is a UFO sighting like this, yeah, guys in black suits and black SUVs yeah. show up not long after. In most cases, and that is a real thing that happens. Yeah, and in, in most, all these cases you're talking about. In a lot of these cases, these witnesses haven't even had the time to even tell anybody about these UFO sightings. These guys just show up on the door like, hey, did you happen to see a saucer last and night? They, they take any evidence. They tell you that you're crazy. They punch you in the gut. Yeah. They tell you not to tell anybody. They fucking finger your asshole. And these people, they listen because it's so weird, right? You know. You think that's where the anal probing came from? It what? wasn't even the aliens doing it. Like, the men in black show up, like, finger your asshole, and be like, if you tell anyone... We'll be back. We'll be back. We'll finger your asshole more. Two fingers. Yeah, and they're like... No lube. You don't even know what you saw, because now you know how good it is to have a finger in your ass. <laughs> yeah, I just... Uh, and I back find then... Out. Back then, in too. In the 30s and 40s, you can openly be okay with having a finger in your ass. No, you, you wouldn't try that. It was only an exit at that point. But I don't but think... now so. we're in a whole asshole-eating world, so... That literally only came from one story. Uh, one story? The was ben- the ass probing? Yeah. Uh, I think it was the Benny and Barney Hill story. Yeah, but, it was. We've uh, talked about that. But they, they're very fascinated with our genitals, uh, these aliens that abduct us. So let's... Uh, there's well, something they- I totally passed over... That is one of the scariest parts of this whole aspect, is that these aliens might not be so friendly. Uh, this guy is saying, he's they, he's saying there there's there's evidence of different species or whatever they are coming, but there's a good chunk of them that are seemingly malevolent or or just they're, they're not happy. Well, they're not good. You dudes. want them to be friendly, yeah. but would they might not be. They might be just treating us just like the way we treat well, test have, animals. Have you right? ever been lost? Yeah. <laughs> Where's this going? <laughs> <laughs> Where? Let's just out in the world. <laughs> you might get a little testy. You might yeah. get a little upset. You don't know where you are. Yeah. You're mad. Yeah. So you pull over at a gas station. You're this like, where the fuck you- am I? This happens to you a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get lost. I always know which way north is. Until you don't. Until I don't. That <laughs> bad. You've seen me. <laughs> yeah. But um, so th- he, one of the questions he asked was, does the has like the U.S. government been in contact with these non-human intelligences? And... You see him make a face, and he's trying to figure out how to answer. 
And he basically says yes without saying yes. Can I watch this? Or are you going to send it to me? I will send you the full interview. Um, and then he says, there ha- like basically there's been something worked out between the, the, the NHIs, which I guess we're calling them now, like and that. the U.S. government, which has been a speculation for a long time. And people have come out saying... There's even one of the most convincing videos I've ever seen was a deathbed confession of this old guy. He's just dying of like liver disease or something. And he's talking how he was high up in the CIA. Just drank himself stupid because yeah. he knew. And he was he was part of the program that had to bring President Eisenhower to, I think... Uh, Eisenhower's the one they say saw him. He yeah. knows. To White Sands. Yeah. Uh, they flew him in. He met the alien. He saw the alien himself, this dude. Eisenhower met with them, and they basically came to a deal that would let this species of alien come and abduct a certain amount of people per year for their own scientific... They don't show themselves. They don't fuck around too much. Yeah, that's why they're super sneaky. It happens in rural areas. That was when was Eisenhower. That was 40s? Yeah, 40s. This is right after Roswell. This could be very well be one of the aliens from Roswell. I've heard that before, that President Eisenhower met with an alien... They fingered his asshole, yeah. and they said, you don't tell anyone, or we'll keep fingering yeah. assholes. So go watch that interview with that old man, because the look on his face, just the way he tells it, it's so con- convincing. Like, there's no... Yeah, you just have to see it for yourself, right? Why would this guy make all this shit up? Why, would, why does he have all this very specific information that is also tied to very true things that other people have said? Why make it up? Why make it up? That's that's the case with all these people, most of these people, except the family in Las Vegas who's making it up for money. They're making it up. But all these high people, these are all the people that we want to be hearing it from, right? That have credentials, that know what they're talking about. But again, it, trusted. All, it always comes back to like, no one is actually going to believe it until there's a green man standing on a podium on fucking CNN Fox well, News. Who knows how we might we might get there, going, man. Hey, I'm here. Fuck all you guys. I want your assholes. Bend over. I'm fingering all your butts. Maybe they can do that. Maybe they can't physically do that. Maybe they can't show themselves in such a large way. Because a lot of the times when people see UFOs, why like, can't they though? Like you think they would have? We don't like I said higher dimension. We don't know how they work. We don't know if they're fully physical here in our in our dimension. Like, maybe only, like, a small amount of people can have an experience with them at one time. Because people talk about, like, space and time, like, freezing, right? Like, everything comes to a stop almost when these aliens show up or when they're witnessing a UFO. And then they have people have missing time experiences, right? So it does affect space and time. So what if, like, they just... They can't reveal themselves in such a large way, which is why they've been slowly just... Here and there. But why just... not like day, like broad daylight at a fucking sporting event, at a Mets game or something? They have. There has been huge daylight sightings of large crafts. One of the f- most famous ones in Europe happened over a soccer stadium where thousands of people saw it. Big cigar-shaped object. I know it sounds like the Goodyear blimp. But <laughs> yeah. They said that and a bunch of like tiny orbs below it zipping around. Thousands of people saw this. And then just left, right? And that's that's one of the more common ones. More common than saucers is uh, the cigar-shaped object. Yeah, we talk about that a lot. But the uh, tic tac. I would love to get into this more of because it just keeps going deep. I didn't even get the Doctor Stephen Greer because he came out yeah, just two days ago with his own whistleblowers. What's that fucking wiener saying? Yeah, as much as he is a wiener, he, he we does... watched that one documentary. He's like, "We're <laughs> gonna show you a fucking bean." And then it's a fucking little Mac and me fucking Kinder yeah. Surprise egg on a fucking table. <laughs> it was a little man. It was a it was a bizarre mummified human with a disability <laughs> from like thousands of years ago. It looked like a fucking crayfish with a fucking head, frog head. Yeah, it wasn't. But he has done a lot for the cause, and he's gotten a lot of credible people. Yeah. As much as he is a he's wacky, slimy. He looks he slimy. slimy. You can pay him five thousand dollars to go to the desert and meditate. Meditate, and he'll fucking stick a cactus up your ass <laughs> and piss on your face. Well, you just shoot some flares and tell you it's a UFO. Yeah. Anyways, he. I watched his whole uh, whistleblower thing. Read people coming out talking about secret programs in Antarctica. With they they built all these radar systems to detect UFOs 
because I guess neutrinos, whatever the fuck those are, UFOs <laughs> have like they were they emit them. That's how they're able to detect them. So having these stations in Antarctica for some reason, they had a higher capability of detecting these aliens. And whatever this machine was made of, whenever they fired it up, it would cause like an earthquake somewhere on Earth. So the most recent one, the last time they fired it up, it caused the Christchurch earthquake in New Zealand. According, they, fire, they fired it up in Antarctica, but it yeah. caused an earthquake in New it's Zealand. Such a, it was such a powerful energy source. It, it just it shook the Earth, and like some plate shifted somewhere all across across the Earth. Yeah, those fucks are gonna just fuck up the Earth. Yeah, who who knows how many earthquakes they've they've caused? If who knows that is how many true. penguins died. <laughs> I think the penguins are okay. All right, <laughs> <laughs> if you say so. All right. We, we are running out of time. I don't want you to be late. I got uh, a meeting. Yeah, I do have a meeting to get to. You have a meeting. Um, This is a wild episode. If you don't believe me, go watch. Go watch. We're yeah, just, I think we're yourself. just sinking into yeah. it. So we will do another one. Go go watch anything by James Fox. The Phenomena. Go watch the, uh, what is it? The, the school incident that happened in Africa. There's a documentary about that where like 80 kids saw aliens on the schoolyard. That's an incredible documentary. Tons of awesome books. Reach out to me if you really, really want to know. Okay, you're just looking for someone to talk to, eh? Yeah, well, I just people got to be informed. I don't think people can't ignore it forever. Honestly, I don't think at this we're point, ignoring it. I think people know it's happening, but they're like, "Yeah, I'll get to that." I don't know how it doesn't just keep people up at night like it does me, but because uh, I think it's like, well, I think because and maybe it's this, too much to think about. Honestly, no, but I think this might have been like the long game rollout plan since the '30s was to, like we will slowly put it into consciousness that aliens exist. There was no sci-fi alien movies until what the. 50s, 60s. At least nothing to the extent of what we consider And then we got crazy in the movies. 80s, in the yeah. 90s, Mars Attacks. Yeah, Independence Day. Independence Day, yeah. uh, Star Wars. Close Encounters. Close Encounters. We really overloaded for a few years. Oh, yeah. They're getting us ready. They're bumper stickers. Everyone's wearing an alien t-shirt. <laughs> I gotta get me one. Yeah. I, well, we used to have the No Fear shirts, alien on the back. Uh, <laughs> fucking No Fear, drink beer. Yeah. Aliens. Is that what they're trying to tell us? Don't be afraid of the alien. Don't be afraid. Fucking X-Files. Exactly right. Mulder Scully shit. So now everyone just knows... We've seen it enough in the media. We've seen it enough in pop culture. Now the news and all your bullshit and the whistleblowers and stuff are like, it's real. And everyone's like, yeah, I know. I'm just going to do my thing. Yeah. <laughs> like I have my hobbies. I have my wife. I have my kids. I fucking got a vegetable garden. I don't care. But now there's a possibility you can get abducted. <laughs> like having that knowledge in That's your head. always been a possibility, though. <laughs> not, not for these people. <laughs> Since the Barney and Benny Hill thing. Oh, yeah. But most people aren't thinking that. See, that's what like, like I that's what creeps me out. As much as I know about this, every you time I hear it, you would love it if you got abducted. Probably, you but, would spread your ass cheeks so wide and be like, "Just <laughs> fuck my ass." I would for a, for a ticket on on that <laughs> ride. Just you can finger me all you want, finger me twice. I want consent, and I, I don't want the creepy way of them just showing up I in my bedroom. I think you might have just gave consent to have an alien fuck you in the asshole. I totally do. <laughs> I, but if they could just send me a message and be like, just meet us in this field at midnight, and just, all right. Yo, it, you're not getting a heads up. They're just going to show up. I don't like that. That's, uh, you know, I, I'm down for hanging out with them. I think the fact that you are giving consent and you want it, it's not going to happen to you. Maybe that is. Maybe that's. Maybe they don't want those people. Maybe they're too annoying. They just ask too many questions. <laughs> like, can't you take a picture with me? <laughs> maybe they just like anal rape. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're listening to me right now. Maybe I have been abducted. Maybe you have, but you don't know because they're very good at erasing our memories. But sometimes, once in a while, someone just happens to remember something or whatever spell they put on you doesn't work. <laughs> I would believe that. Maybe a lot more of us have been abducted than we know. Probably more than more than less, yeah. More than less. Maybe we're just living on this universe, and there's multi dimensions, and we're just in and out of it sometimes. And one day you're gonna walk, you're gonna go, like get up, take a piss in the middle of the night. You're gonna go to your bathroom, open the door, and next thing you know, you're gonna be surrounded by frog people, and then you're gonna be sucking their dicks and fucking their asses. <laughs> and I'm gonna be like, why is this fucking weird human guy with long curly wet hair fucking our asses? 
you let me. <laughs> you, you let me in. <laughs> well, I'm sorry I'm sending you out into the world with all this in your head now. I'm fine. <laughs> you just be sitting at your meeting just like, guys, I got to tell you something. But I hope you do. I hope you do tell them. I'll be all right. I think about this stuff, too. I think about it. I just don't let it bother me. I don't let it bother me. I just find it endlessly fascinating. And, yeah, I want the aliens to come say hi. I want to join these programs. So How do I join? Where do I sign up? As long as we, like, don't put them in zoos. Oh, they'll put us in zoos. Yeah, we're going to be there's the a theory. There's zoos. a theory I won't get into now that we're in a zoo already. <laughs> <laughs> this might be the zoo. We're in the zoo. They're the zookeepers. We're fucking doomed, buddy. We're so doomed. Yup, beer. Yup, we're doomed. <laughs>